Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. What are you seeing? Well, I thought it was a hummingbird, but it was a bumblebee. <laughs> hmm. Big bumblebee. Yes, it was. About the size of my thumb. We have quite a few birds around here. Yes, we do. I see two sitting out there now on the uh, ledge of the wall in our backyard. Uh, looks like they're just sunning, enjoying the beautiful morning. First of all, how are you feeling? I feel great. I think uh, those pills I just took about an hour ago are kicking in because uh, I'm breathing very fast. <laughs> and uh, it's like... Um, I remember uh, steroids to be like you walk up to somebody and just automatically you want to say, want to race? <laughs> I could beat you today. Want to run? Let's have a contest. I kind of became suspicious whenever the uh, person who gave you those pills were, had a hoodie on and <laughs> came yeah. in the dark of night and disappeared. Well, I've already been thinking, and I just took them an hour ago, um, when I get done with these, um, is there some way that I could just keep taking them for some reason, you know? Why not? Well, I don't think they're that... They're not the type of thing that would be... Because my heart is racing. <laughs> it's like, okay, calm down, calm down. Like, you know, I'll pedal the car this morning. I don't have to run it with gasoline. I'll just or push it. <laughs> That's because you're with me. Yeah, I guess so. I'd be, you'd be in the car, I'd be pushing it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like we did the Harley? Yeah. Oh, yes, for many years, yes. We had a 1980 Harley Davidson, and uh, we decided we were going to go to the Smokies and every place on the East Coast, and yeah. the, the first hour of the trip was always great. Oh, yeah, it was uh, getting it started, and then it would die. And that's when you'd say, okay, get off, hon, and push. <laughs> People standing around looking at this frail little girl pushing a big Harley with a big guy's six foot two sitting on it. You pushed me all over the East Coast. <laughs> yes, I did. So we saw a feature this morning on, uh, with, thank you, thank you for feeling good and thank <laughs> you for having something wrong with you that can be treated with mm. medic, medic, medication and uh, what, what, exercising good judgment. Uh, well, yes, and giving up what's most important to a person in the world, ice cream <laughs> and bread. <laughs> yes, but anyway, go on. Everything is digestive, though, that they're working on, huh? Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Good, good. We can take care of that on the road. We can yes. continue to be the retired roaders uh, taking yep. pills and yep. you pulling the camper without Pedaling a truck. Pedaling them all over <laughs> the nation, yes. We saw a feature this morning on uh, eminent domain, and uh, I had a general concept of what it was, but while you were coming in, um, I did a little research on it, and uh, man, it's very uh, expansive. Uh, what they can do with eminent domain is quite serious. Uh, yes. Who's that from? It, Sam. Oh. Just give me a, my instructions for the day. What are they? Oh, you don't want to. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay, yes. Drop down, give me 20. Here's Sam. Drop down, Mom, <laughs> give me 20. Okay, intimate domain. Yeah, eminent domain, uh, generally what I thought was if something, just like the uh, four-inch crude oil 
line that they're trying to put in Memphis, Tennessee, and to connect two other crude oil lines in, in the Midwest. And after listening to everything, you know, uh, you and I uh, discussed eminent domain and, and the fact that uh, the farmers often take a hit on that. Oh, yeah, and then just, you know, yeah, I, I understand why, say, maybe, I would have to hear the circumstance, but there should be um, a, a rewritten, a new law, because just to come in and take your land so a company, like a coal company, can come in and take your land for the price they want to pay you and not clean it up or keep it kept up or all of a sudden, you know, they got this big machine in your, um, on your ground, uh, just for another company to make profit over what you maybe have had in your family for years are, you know, they put in a new highway and they come in and take off your front yard and you're sitting right on the highway, you know, and very seldom do they ever, uh, take care of it. Like they're supposed to, I meant the afterthought, the cleaning up, the, you know, fixing things. They just kind of, I just don't think it's. Well, here's right. a, but, but at the same time, I can understand, say, in time of war or something, if if the war was, you know, in, in your country and they needed to go in and get this land to build a new runway or something or something like that, I'm... I, guess there are good, profound reasons to do it, but just the dealings I've had with it, I don't think much of it. Look at 57, Interstate 57. Look uh -huh. at uh, 57. 57 comes up from West Frankfurt, Yes. and uh, it comes to a farm, and is that farmer going to say, no, I don't want the highway? Or is the farmer going to say, uh, I'm going to hold out until I get what I want? Well, that's yeah. usually what they do. And, and usually yeah. the uh, judge and the jury, if they're, if they're decent about it, you know, come yeah. to an agreeable price. Of course, 57 has a huge curve between Benton and West Frankfurt, uh, all to go through a uh, elected politician's farm, yeah. you know. Now, that, that's another. And, of course, in Mount Vernon, uh, his brother had a, a hotel up there, and you know there was a little shenanigan going up there. The 57 doesn't go straight whenever it goes through Mount. But of course, they will want to go through the least uh, occupied area uh, to eliminate as much as they can. In America or any other country, uh, if they have all these things that's coming up, uh, like highways and, and uh, oil companies. Kim, come here. We're going to sing to John. And, uh, and uh, everything, uh, you've got, you got to have uh, something to allow progress to progress. Yes, I know. And Carmen Taylor, I know, um, reason I think about it, when you said uh, 57, uh, they came through his land and, and did that. And knowing the type of guy he was, he could see what a good thing that was for, you know, Benton and for, you know, the whole state of Illinois. So I can understand that. It's very complicated. 
I guess because you, you know, but most of the time, and I guess we only hear the worst, uh, they come in and it's usually a hardship to the people where it happens or it, uh, they come in and do things that they say they're going to do that they never do. But see, in Memphis, <clears throat> they've already got 97% of the homeowners in agreeance to a settlement. And if you're putting a four-inch line four feet underground, once you put that line through your property and cover it up, you never know it's there unless it starts leaking. And that's whenever uh, I would have a provision in the uh, eminent domain contract that they would be required to clean that up and pay even more compensation in that period of time. Oh, I Say, would think so. Uh -huh. I would think so, yeah. 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 So they'll, they'll work it, but you can't just stop progress. If you stop progress, you stop all highways and all pipelines and, uh, you know, and, and let me tell you, those pipelines do burst because uh, Dad Shell Oil Company ran a pipeline through Dad's farm and on two occasions it burst. One at uh, Doc Alvis's pond and another in, in uh, Dad's pond. And uh, that thing broke and drained for a long time before anybody knew, but every week an airplane would fly over and have a spotter in it to check for oil spills. That's how often those things broke, yeah, you know. Hey, uh, April 1st, what is today? Uh, April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I wish you hadn't said that. He's pretty sensitive on that. <laughs> is he? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's see. Get what else? What else? Get him on the phone? Yeah. I've pulled it up there, so all you have to do is just... How could you... I don't... I don't do my phone the way you do your phone. Mm -hmm. I should. And we, have, and we have Kimberly. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. You getting ready to sing? Come over a little closer, would you? And we'll uh, kind of just kind of lean and... and uh, yeah, I know. Why? He's not because I'm calling. He won't answer it. It's They're also getting their second shot this morning. Uh oh, they may be doing that. Yeah. <coughs> but we want to say in the voicemail anyway. And the number I'm calling is so old. Maybe he has a new. Hi, you've reached Jonathan Browning's voicemail. Leave me your name and number, and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Wait at the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jonathan Walter Browning. Happy birthday. What's your best memory of Jonathan? Oh, gosh. I don't know why when you said that it flashed back to when he was little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, I don't know. I was just telling um, uh, Kimmy a while ago that a picture flashed up that is one of my best, and it was taken at um, Todd and Christina's uh, wedding. 
and it's him sitting on uh, a condo's patio, uh, all stretched back in his white t-shirt. I'm surprised he didn't have a pack of cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve, you know, but he had a beard and he had a nice uh, summer straw hat on and he looked very sophisticated. And I always love that picture because it is, uh, it is John, you know, mm -hmm. just a little mischievous something going on under that hat. Mm -hmm. Kimmy, what's your best memory? My best memory or? Yeah. Uh, well, the memory that I, um, as a little boy, I would always remember we would ride our bikes around the block and he would run beside us. Oh he wouldn't ride the bikes. He would run. We'd, you know, and, of course, the block out there at Poor Farm Road was not just a normal block. <laughs> it was like a couple miles, if that. And he would run right beside us. I remember visualizing, uh, thinking about John, is he and I went fishing out at Wren Lake, and uh, we had gone, we had left home to go to a ball game. He was in Little League, and on the way to the ballpark, I said, John, isn't this exciting? We got this big game tonight, and he just sat there, and I said, John, are you not excited? And he said, Dad, you let some kid throw a ball at your head and see how excited you get. And I said don't you want to play ball? And he said, no, God, no. And I said, why didn't you tell me? He said, you never asked me. Yeah. It was just automatic. No, I said, what do you ball. want to do? And he said, I want to go fishing with my dad. We went out to the ballpark and I told Stan Harp, I said, you got the team. And we went and got our Arkansas Traveler boat. <laughs> and he and I went to Wren Lake and we got out there and we got us some crickets. And we were sitting in that boat and he hooked a monster. I mean, it was a monster. That thing was just strolling the water. It looked like a tornado in the water. And he kept saying, Dad, help me, help me. I said, no, you catch it. You bring it in, you know. And he kept pulling on that and pretty soon, snap. The hook snapped out of the fish's mouth. We never did get to see the fish. And he just sat there and looked at me. And that, that's Jonathan, you know, fishing. It was just... It was a great, he's oh, a great kid. Yes, he is. I always uh, loved it when he got together with uh, all of the kids, uh, and especially with Kelly, because Kelly doesn't laugh that much or that hard, but when he would always get together with Jonathan before it was over, I mean, Kelly was cracking up, and uh, everybody was, mm -hmm. and the laughter that all the kids had when they all got together and chit-chatted. I mean, it just got insane. <laughs> Kimmy, you were middle child. You had a bigger brother and a younger brother. How was he as a brother? Oh, he was an excellent brother. There were some times that maybe not so much, but no, most mostly. And like just recently spending the over three months with him, he's an amazing father. He is just hands-on, always with the boys, teaching them everything he could teach them and he is just an amazing father but he's an awesome brother mm -hmm. i couldn't ask for a better brother he is uh, raising himself oh and jakey oh i didn't know that was the <laughs> yeah jakey is a little miniature jonathan for sure he's a mini john well, we wish you a happy birthday, John. Does John listen to our podcast? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> he is totally... John's got better taste than that, huh? Mm. Uh, I recently had an opportunity to go 
Uh, I was talking to John Cloud over in San Diego, and John's got a boy who is uh, wanting to get into film, and I pulled up all of Jonathan's work, not all of it, but a lot of it, and watched some of the films, and my gosh, the creativity and the professionalism and the uniqueness of him writing, filming, and uh, uh, producing, directing uh, all those short films and doing a great job in doing so. So, uh, looks like our podcast is over. Thank right. you, Kimberly. Everyone's getting up. She's got work to do. I, I, she's got her, her bosses texting her. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, work. Evelyn, have yourself a great day, and okay, thank you for taking care of our baby. Yeah, okay, talk to you later. Love you, darling. Love you, hon. Bye. Bye.